friends, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. The first one we did was basically like a flatbed trailer at the end of it. And it was, I can't remember the band now, but it literally was like 12 of our staff and 10 homeless people. Yeah. And that's the first one. And I'm like, what in the hell are we doing? What did we do? And, and it was, it, the idea in theory was really cool, but I was yeah. like, are we going to be able to do this again? And they supported us. So New York Southside was a, mainly the, the partner behind it, wanting to see this thing, you know, Get, get leg. You can find the Fort Worth Roots podcast on all of your favorite streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and many more. And on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, it's Fort Worth Roots. Same logo, easy to find. Today's episode is an exciting one. We sit down with the director of the Fort Worth Weekly. It's a local newspaper here in Fort Worth, Texas. Stay tuned to the very end of the episode. We'll talk about more of our sponsors that help us keep the lights on here at the Fort Worth Roots Podcast and upcoming events. This episode, of course, is sponsored by Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. You can get them at roofingsolutionshauck.com or at 817-882-6520. And as always, you can find them on the Fort Worth Roots uh, website on the Trusted Sponsors tab. So you don't have to write any of this stuff down. You can just go to fortworthroots.com, find the Trusted Sponsors tab, and scroll down until you find the service or product that you need. Guys and gals, thank you all for being here. You can find a copy of the Fort Worth Weekly at reputable businesses all over the city of Fort Worth. That's enough talking out of me. Give it up for our new friend, Michael Newquest, director of the Fort Worth Weekly. And let's start the show. That's good. Well, Michael, thanks for coming out, man. Thanks Happy for New me. Year. Happy New Year to you too, dude. Uh, associate publisher. Yeah, so it's funny. I've got probably every title under the sun over yeah. the last 20 years of the weekly. So I moved out here, well, it was about 20 years ago, with my family from L.A. Uh-huh. So in L.A., I was running, uh, it was the L.A. Weekly. It was a group that we were a part of, which basically was... Um, the LA Weekly, New Times, and we had Village Voice Media. So okay. we had 15 publications across the country. And it was wild because I was like running around crazy, had little kids. Not LA is not the best place to raise kids. Just doesn't seem no, like. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> so I, my brother and I, you know, my brother's the owner of the Weekly. And hey, so, what is your brother's name? Lee. Okay. And so he, uh, he'd been with Village Voice for a long time. And so he was like, yeah, I'm going to buy Fort Worth. And I'm like... Where the hell is Fort Worth? Like, I didn't know, yeah. obviously, the Fort Worth-Dallas connection. We, right. we had the Observer and Fort Worth Weekly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was wild because I think when they bought it, they thought that there was some synergy between the two markets. and Between Dallas and Fort Worth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Direct <laughs> so, opposite, yeah. It, so I got out here, I'm like, whoa, this is totally different. I think it was like Railhead is always like, you know, they have their signs, like everything, go back to Dallas, things like that. And I remember even Fort Worth the weekly did a best of award and it said best place to see uh, Dallas is in your rear view mirror. And I'm like, okay, so there's some weird yeah. dynamic that we never knew well, out of the market. And by now, you know, the history of it. I mean, oh, yeah. it goes all the way back to Amon Carter, you know, and it's weird because I like Dallas. I'm not, it's like, I go there every once in a while, but yeah. Fort Worth's my home. Yeah. And it's been great raising kids here, family, community. It's still the best place I've ever lived. Yeah. Have you found over the, like the last, 
say five, eight years, there's like less and less reason to go to Dallas. Yeah, for we, sure. We've, we've grown up. I mean, especially since Dickies. Yeah, and Dickies is a big move. I mean, yeah. I was waiting for that for years. And Live Nation, who obviously books, you know, all the shows there, uh-huh. they never ever took much notice of Fort Worth. Yeah, they did a couple of one-off shows here, and even did shows like the Ridgely and things like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, so why don't you understand this is a big market? And so I'd always wanted to see shows like happen one in Dallas and then the next night in Fort Worth because it's a it's huge. Yeah. And I think the only ones that have done that, you know, at Post Malone might have done that or somebody else. But, you know, there are not many reasons to go to Dallas. I mean, think about it here. Great food. Museum district is better than any place I've seen in the country. And that's a big sucking sound. And now we'll see it grow with some of the money that's coming in here yeah like stockyards is out of control that hotel drover and you probably remember this man when those people heard about that majestic who runs it they're la guys they're big real estate guys yeah and they everybody's like you're gonna screw it up you're gonna california up my texas that's what everybody was worried about and and now you ask those same people like thank god those guys came in here it needed Mm -hmm. to be cleaned up for so long yeah and all those places are doing better because of that and what's the little strip that runs off of the main drag towards the drover exchange okay so you have east exchange and west exchange okay and so like when my daughter comes back in town she's 21 so Mm -hmm. she goes out and whatnot she uh they'll go over in somewhere in the Mule Alley district or whatever it is. But then they'll end up like, yeah, we always go to the basement bar. I'm like, that place? <laughs> that place has been around forever, yeah. but they all hang out there and it's cool. So that guy, he's he's doing well because of that boom. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of odd to see. I, I'm never afraid of the people coming here because I'm one of the people that came here. Right. And I think that new sets of eyes is good, but they also, I, I think Majestic has, they realize the history of Fort Worth. They realize they can't mess it up too much or they will get people revolting. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was about to happen with what they were up to, man. And I was like, they did it right. And it's it's still a little overpriced and all the other things. Not oh, everybody's going to go out. Right? It's, it's a little crazy. <laughs> but I think it's helping, you know, some people get jobs. It's helping the economy. And hopefully that has ripple effects throughout uh-huh. the entire city. Well, that entire strip leading up to the, the Drover from uh, the Coliseum. Or is that what they call that? The Where they have the rodeo? Yeah, yeah, the Cowtown Coliseum yeah. area. Yeah, uh, is just badass. And, and they've done a good job of maintaining the, that historic uh, stockyards look yeah. with, without uh, sacrificing comfort. Well, and that was the weird thing is like when Sundance Square, from my understanding, when they kind of took all that business away from them, here we are 20-some-odd years later, mm-hmm. and it's flipped. And yeah. so now... Sundance Square is kind of a ghost town, as we all know. Yeah. And that might be a little bit self-induced. But will that come back in another 10 years? Yeah. It's just the cyclical thing that goes on in this market that I've witnessed. Different pockets pop up and some go down. But the big sense of community and where people are spending their money is something that I always watch like a hawk. Yeah. Because my kids have maybe been to a Chili's one time in their life. <laughs> Good. You know, it's, that's the deal. And they understand. Everything else was closed. Well, and they're, they're, they understand, and they're kids, man. Yeah. They understand where a dollar should go. And that's what we tell our clients. That's what we tell our friends. And some people just are, you know, stuck in their ways. You know, I always think about this. You drive down, you know, 30, and you look over the edge 
off the freeway and you see Papados. Mm-hmm. Papados has hundreds of cars in it every right. time you drive by. Yeah. And I'm like, man, one, that place is kind of expensive. Yeah. But why do people always just go there? I don't know either. It's it's kind of a tourist destination, I think. It's tourists, but it's also locals. I mean, yeah. I, I know people who are like, oh, we go there every Christmas Eve. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, why don't you go to Wishbone and Flint? Or why don't you Bill go to Flint. Fred's? Yeah. Because those local <clears throat> guys, that means so much more to them. Yeah. And to you, ideally, after you give them money. Yeah. So and you're keeping the tough. dollar inside the community, too. Yeah. Which is something that I think... If you asked people, if you stood outside of a Home Depot or a mall or something, the few people that still go to malls, and you were to poll everybody that walked by, you know, would, would you rather spend your dollar at a local business or a big chain where the money leaves the community? I bet 100% of them, if not close to it, would say, oh, yeah, small business all the way. But whenever the rubber hits the road um, and it's time to actually make that decision, people are definitely keeping these places open. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Yeah, and I think, obviously, the big thing that really hit everybody was with COVID, yeah. right? And I swear, I thought, after COVID, people would have come out of that with a better sense of how to support local. People didn't learn anything. <laughs> you know, and um, I, I, I have to agree with you. Either they became complacent, and they didn't want to, you know, it, I feel like they did support a lot. You know, we at the Weekly were doing our best. Every single week, this girl Jennifer in our office, you know, she was compiling these lists of every curbside opportunity or whoever was doing something, whoever was even open, and we'd list that out every single week. Nice. And I thought it was really cool, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I started to use that as a guide, as I hope a lot of other people did, but you saw, like, people really on social media, mm-hmm. hey, go support this guy chefs supporting other chefs i did see a lot of that yeah yeah, and that was really cool and so everybody i mean even the musicians right we were given money on you know zoom deals where different artists were playing and they you were donating online Mm -hmm. because you couldn't get out of your house and i'm like i hope this sticks right because this isn't such a good opportunity to come out of this and once again know where your dollar goes yeah and that's the hardest thing is that when that didn't happen i'm like what are you guys, what were you, what did you become good at that? Yeah. What changed? Yeah. And yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I think that if everybody kind of goes into a new year, maybe that's a resolution for everybody. I don't know is to really support local, but understand where money should be spent. Yeah. It'll help these guys. Our man. listeners are probably getting tired of hear- me here, hearing me talk about this, but it is so important. And uh, every time a dollar leaves our community, you know, it's, it's money that wasn't spent supporting our neighbors yeah and uh you and i see it we're out we're doing stuff we're talking Mm -hmm. to local businesses we're going to these events and we see them struggling and so it's just always in our mind um and you and i both lived through 9-11 and after 9-11 there was like this huge change culturally it seemed like everybody was a little bit more neighborly i guess i don't i I mean there was there was more support for the police there was more support for um, our first responders, things like that. And uh, over the years, of course, lots of things have happened. But you were, you're expecting a change with the, the, the 2020 COVID thing because last time we had something that was anywhere equivalent to a social impact that big, mm. we saw a massive change. And so with COVID, I was also looking forward to seeing some positive uh, social changes i thought i thought also that there would be some changes and 
it, it seems like the uh, the bitching and complaining and fighting just got worse. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the other thing, and maybe you and I have talked about this in passing, is like there are a lot of things that you can blame for. We can blame a lot of people for not getting out of their house mm-hmm. and supporting. Yeah. We can blame a really hot summer. And I don't, I don't know if you remember a summer worse than what we just had, but it was brutal. I've got stories. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm sure you've <laughs> talked about it and whatnot, but it's, you know, it, but a lot of people in maybe most recently, and I know you'd covered it really, really well, the music scene, it's like, what's going on is, aren't people not going out? Well, I think people are going out, but everybody needs to, I, I think back in the day, what, what was it? You know, you'd, it was the person at the water cooler who would have a good idea and you'd follow them to a cool bar or a pub or a restaurant. Yeah. And that was a talking point. Maybe those people aren't gathering as much and maybe those people aren't looking for those influentials that can say, hey, this is where you should go. It's really cool. And then yeah. you meet new people and you become friends. And Where's the thing tonight? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think we've tried to do that the weekly always. And so... And as you have done on your podcast, like we can scream this and, and yeah, maybe people are getting tired of us Top screaming of your it. Lungs, yeah. But I think you said it really well in your other, um, in the music awards one, you're like, you're really calling out the people who are already going out just yeah. to drag five more friends with yeah. them. Bring your neighbor, kidnap and, somebody. And you know, that's, that's maybe where it's going to have to start. I think so. And, and, uh, it, I don't get full credit for that idea. That was me and Sean Russell sitting around kind of brainstorming like what could we actually do what message could because the message that we're sending out is not working hey go see a local show if they're not going they're not going yeah they don't they don't trust me enough to take that advice so what you need is you know michael he's got this neighbor you know y'all 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 exchange golf tips or something and, and, and maybe you just you find a way to segue hey, you know what you know uh, why don't you come with us uh, this saturday we're going to be at magnolia motor lounge well and, and sometimes that becomes because i i do have a lot of those friends i'm not a golfer but i have some of those friends who would sit back and say you know what where are we going to go to eat tonight mm-hmm. and they're like oh, i'll just ask michael i'm like you just want me to keep telling you you guys go out and figure it out yourself too right yeah. so it is a burden Sometimes to continue to keep driving it, but mm-hmm. I do see the, at the the end results. Yeah, and you, you know, you want and you bring up Sean Russell. You know, he and I are, are good friends as well, and we've done a lot of fun stuff together. And he was a big part of Music Awards, as you you spotted. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, it, we're all kind of the same same ilk. Yeah, how do we get those other people outside of it? And I think, man, right. that's a good idea, and it's a good way to start. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm on board, I guess, if you guys uh, pull off something more than what we've got going on now. Well, I will tell you, um, and I, I want to probably Ben Sean's ear about this because he's another really big heavy hitter for the community. Like he's always trying to do something to get musicians involved and get the community engaged and bring people to these small businesses. So he's somebody else that I'd like to talk to about this, but we have a music uh, series that we're going to launch in March and we're going to do what we're going to have one band on one stage at a different location, March, April, May, June, July, August. And then in September, they're all going to play on one stage. As of right now, I, I, I feel comfortable giving this detail out. That location in September again, will be a pouring glory Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to keep this going year after year after year and uh you know it's going to start with one band on one stage every month and then eventually i think i'd like to crank that up to three or four bands on a stage every month do something like that but this will give uh people another excuse to go out and support these smaller local businesses yeah and it'll give our musicians another stage to perform on so you know and and that's my idea but 
everybody else needs to come up with their own idea. If they want to get out there and support, if they have have the means or the connections, mm-hmm. they got to come up with their own idea. And you guys have done a phenomenal job with not just the music awards, but Friday on the Green. And is yeah. that, is that's you in near Southside? Yeah, so basically, and this goes, Megan and Mike, who run the near Southside now, they've done an excellent job. And they're the people before them who... I had been friends with Don Scott and then Paul Payne. I had presented them with an idea of Friday in the Green. I said, hey, you know, we could do this monthly. About deal. what year is this? It was probably 13 years ago. Because okay. we just ended our 12th season and then take COVID out of it. So yeah, let's say right. 13 years ago. We were worried we lost that, by the way. Yeah, it, it sucked. Freaking out. It sucked, <laughs> but we, you know, once they started shutting down South by Southwest yeah, and everything else, we're like, okay, everybody needs yeah. to go home. But... <laughs> It was wild, but back then when we started it, and I was sitting here kind of conceiving it, the first one we did was basically like a flatbed trailer at the end of it. Uh And it was, I can't remember the band now, but it literally was like 12 of our staff and 10 homeless people. Yeah. And that's the first one. And I'm like, what in the hell are we doing? What did we do? And, and it was, it, the idea in theory was really cool, but I was yeah. like, are we going to be able to do this again? And they supported us. So New York Southside was a, mainly the, the partner behind it, wanting to see this thing, you know, get, get legs. And I think we started with seven at the beginning. Were you all in that same space? Um, yeah, same spot. Nice. And it wasn't built up around it like it it's is now. It's such a weird spot. Whenever I first, <clears throat> my first Friday on the green and I found the location, I'm looking at it from like maps and I'm like, that cannot be right. Yeah. And then when I got there, I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. But it, but just finding out where it was going to be at and I'm like, what, where? I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I, I became friends with somebody who was in like those condos on the end of it. Uh-huh. And this is probably three years ago. And he's like, hey, come with me. So he takes me through his house and we walk up the spiral you know, staircase up to the top. And he's like, why don't you look over the edge and see what you you created? And it was moving. I mean, there's 2,000 people there mm-hmm. and vendors all local. Was that this? Sh- oh, you said three this years, three years ago. ago. But okay. it's it's basically that, you yeah. know. I've, I've told people we could put a monkey with an accordion up there and people will show up. I don't know why it's become so popular. It's such a badass little space. But it's a great space, but it's never lost what that first one was, right? Which was all local. I mean, mm-hmm. there's yeah. never been a national artist other than when Leon played, but he yeah. was a national at that time. Right. Any of those artists are all local people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it... It takes a lot to sit there for three hours with your kids going crazy and throwing balls around and eating all the food and whatnot. But they stay and they hopefully are getting educated too. I hope they enjoy the show. But when we started it and the way that it's just even finished this last season, I wish there were more of them. Yeah. I really do. And I know it's hard sponsorship money. I know it's hard organizing it which a lot of that falls on your south side to do yeah but we never missed a beat by saying this is all about the community and, and i did have this one fear at the beginning of it i was like the minute it starts taking business away from the business around here is when we might want to pause or how, move how, it how could it do that well I, I there was a guy who owns a couple of establishments over there and he said michael if one of these people in this neighborhood say that this isn't the busiest night of their month. They're lying to you. Oh, yeah. Now, that could have <laughs> changed because it has changed. Magnolia has changed. There's a lot of people in there that their needs are different than maybe they once were. Mm-hmm. And so now we're like spreading it out a little bit. And so there are going to be people that 
are saying, hey, you know what? All the people are going that way on Magnolia, and what about me over here? And I get it. For, it's, for three or four hours out of a, a, a month? That- I get it, but then again, not every business person is the same. Yeah. And everybody's, yeah. and we know it on a business side and advertising and marketing and all that. It's like, okay, what did, what did you expect to receive out of this promotion? Or what did you expect to, I mean, are the dollars not lining up? Let's talk about it. But for an event like that to bring everybody to the community and be like, hey, I didn't know that place even existed. Right. As they're yeah. driving into it or walking by it, that was kind of the hope. Mm-hmm. It's all free. Yeah. It's nobody, there's no cost to any of these people. And there's been a lot of really, really good players over the years that have really embraced this and helped keep it going. But I, like I said before, I would love to see more of them. And will Friday in the Green be here forever? I don't know. It but better, it better be. But right, if it's Michael. if it's not, but if it's not, <laughs> if it's not, I know other people would really like to see a snapshot of that type of community in Ray Street or Sunnet Square yeah. or wherever else yeah. it could be. They want that because that's where you meet your friends now. So I, I think we've piqued people's interest now. Um, wh- when is Friday on the Green going to fire up this year? We typically we go in March, March and April. We kind of outline everything and then your last one is in like so we do three and then we take a break because it's so hot as yes. we've talked about and then we have two towards the fall so october november or september october okay. depending on what's going on and so you know everybody that i know in the music community like hey can i play it that's my one opportunity yeah and i, I remember with leon in particular leon played it and then jeff daisy is a really good friend of mine he horn player for nathaniel Raylift now okay yeah. fort worth guy he was on the cover because of his relationship with Tanya Jefferson. And oh, wow. they, they talk about him as uncle Jeff. Like he's really, he's a really good guy, mm-hmm. but he's a, a horn player and he's national and with Nathaniel, but he was one of the first people he and I were having a, a drink at boiled owl. And he, and he's like, man, I need to get this guy on Friday in the green stage. I'm like, you keep bringing this guy up, man. What's up with this? <laughs> And he's like, I will tell you, Michael, he's really, really good, and he, he's got the chops, and we'll be the supporting band, so let him, let him have a shot. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Fine. You've been on me to do it. So he gets up and plays, and the rest is history to a certain extent. But, you know, when these artists don't, when they get up there and they play in front of 1,000 to 2,000 people, kind of like music awards, to be quite honest. You know, we had a couple of artists who were really young at this thing, and they haven't played in front of 500-plus people ever. Like Max? Max and just absolutely killed it, dude. That kid is amazing. He shreds, man. (laughs) He is, and I don't know him that well, but we exchanged texts and did everything. Mm -hmm. And Sean introduced me to him. I'm like, wow, this is kind of a new surge. Mm -hmm. So I guess back to what it used to be 10, 12 years ago with Leon and other artists who did really well for themselves and continued to. There's another pocket, and maybe Max is that kid. Maybe you know, I don't know, but. I, I can only hope like him in that age yeah. group. I got a chance to talk to Max's dad, uh, Robert, I believe. I hope I got that right. And uh, we were talking about that that exact thing. You need a new. There needs to be fresh blood. Mm-hmm. So people like Max, people like Avery Burke, you know, yeah. these just rock stars that get up there and get everybody excited, and you know, younger generation that can kind of usher in the new era yeah. of people that like to. Go out and see these live shows. That's what you got to have. And well, we don't have enough of it. And pushing them out there in front of those people only gives them more oh, confidence yeah. to do it and take off. Well, and you might have some other musicians out there Friday on the green out in the field watching somebody like Max or Avery go up on, on stage and go, yeah. that could be me. I could do that. Yeah. 
And I think that that is, we could stay, we could talk only about music, we, <laughs> yeah. but in the music space, the art space, the culinary space, it's all kind of the same, right? And I, I, I applaud people that just work hard. I mean, as I was driving over here, I'm looking and everybody's at Salsa Limon. I bet mm-hmm. all those people would rather be home on New Year's Day. The staff, yeah. Yeah, the staff, of course. <laughs> yeah. But they're busting their ass and cooking and doing whatever they can to keep the doors open. Is that a local outfit? Yeah. Good. Milo started it as a food truck way yeah, back damn when. Damn good food. Yeah. And so those stories can keep going, but I think that it's all of our jobs, whether it's media you know, podcasts, anybody to still shine a light on them, but throw other, throw a few more people in the car and that's, that's how it's going to make it better. Yeah. Don't get stagnant. No, do not get stagnant. That's not going to work for anybody. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, Friday on the greens, incredible. I think eventually, unless you guys get like some bleachers or something, you're going to have to (laughs) pick a new spot in a couple of years. Cause it, I bet now I, I don't mind it getting packed because even though there were so many people this year Mm -hmm. at the, the couple that I caught, uh, it still wasn't uncomfortable. It was, you know, very well managed. Um, I got there kind of late and, uh, was still able to find parking, Mm -hmm. um, plenty of bathrooms to, to use that were clean. And, uh, so there, it, it wasn't like it was overly crowded, but I think eventually the popularity, you guys are, have y'all thought about that? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's other things we could be doing. And, you know, you would talk to Eddie Brown, one of our writers a, a few weeks back and, you know, we're leaner than we were before right. COVID. We're all wearing different hats. We're all, you know, putting every or hats. <laughs> yeah. And we're putting every oar in the water to keep things going and not skip them a beat. But, mm-hmm. you know, when we were doing big taco festivals and chili cook-offs and all these other things, it's like, whoa, we can't be everywhere for everybody. Right. And so we really want to take more time making sure that these things have the movement that they did from their inception. Yeah. And that, even though they've gotten some very crowded, is there something else that we could pivot and do? I mean, I love your idea with Sean. I mean, that is... If that idea can have legs, it's kind of a mini, you know, music awards meets Friday in the Green meets whatever. If that can help young artists grow and ring registers up and down Main Street, which that's, Scott is a great example. That guy at Pouring Glory, you got to be kidding me. One of the most genuine dudes, but he works his ass off. He does, and for eight years, he has just murdered himself trying to keep that place alive. And you know what? That's I don't want to get involved with his financials. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> there was a group of us in the music community that all got together and talked about, hey, should everybody be charging covers? And should everybody be, how do we get money from the cover, the door charge to the bands so that we can grow and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, man, I don't want you guys coming to the weekly's office and saying, this is how you should run your business. Right. These guys all need to figure it out themselves mm-hmm. and it's, it can't all be the same. Yeah. But when, you know, you get an idea and some creatives around the idea, you know, that's all, that's where it starts. And it could be two of you. It could be 10 of you, but I think anything right now is going to help. The, the most novel idea I've heard. And actually right before you got here, uh, Six Springs Tavern is throwing some event. I think this is up in like Richardson or something. Okay. I, I don't even know. I, I don't know either. Yeah. But uh, what they did is they gave the musicians 20 tickets a piece and they're like, you guys get, get these tickets out to the public, charge what you want. Mm-hmm. And so that money is not only going directly to the musicians, 
But now they have a physical ticket in their hand that has value, and they can sell it for five bucks, ten bucks, fifteen, twenty, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then some of these musicians, uh, it Richard Keller with Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations is mm. selling his tickets at. You tell me what you want to pay for this ticket, and that's great. But um, I'm sure every single artist that got 20 tickets to sell is going to do it their own way based on their audience. Yeah. To your point, um, yeah, don't tell me how to run my business. For the musicians, let me, let, let me gauge my own audience. I know my people. I know the people that yeah. follow me, and I know what's going to work best for drawing 20 more people to this event. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool idea. Well, in all of those, I guess sometimes we can't influence what their passion is, and we can't expect them to be you know, CEOs of a company, they've got to understand what they're good at and they need support, period. Right. right. And if that's an idea that is floated by them by some venue or whatever, that's great. But where there's one, there's 10. And I think that you can get people to rally around you. Yeah, 100%. And so, yeah, that's interesting. So we, we just got done interviewing the associate publisher, for the uh, Fort Worth Weekly. Now we need to talk to Michael. So you mentioned L.A. Is that where you grew up? No, you know what? I was born in Boston, okay. and then I kind of grew up in Phoenix. Really? Yeah. Wow. We moved there when my dad was pretty young. Um, I'm the youngest of eight kids. Okay. So Irish Catholic family, and you know my brother Lee, who I work with, he is like the second oldest. But you know what? I, I grew up with a lot of artistic music people a lot of culture yeah. yeah and it was great it was a long hallway and you could you know bounce to door to door and listen to different music and and find your own path did you ever get involved uh playing or yeah i played band? i played for a long time did you yeah what was your a, instrument i played guitar bass and sang and the whole deal but okay. i did that and one of my brothers actually became more of a touring artist and you know he got signed and did the whole thing but all of them had that little gene and i guess our parents allowed us to to play yeah and not i know a lot of parents get really freaked out about that but i encourage my kids not all of them are into music but they uh at least they're they challenge themselves and you know they have buddies that oh yeah i'd love to pick up the guitar and i'm like grab mine i don't care go ahead try it out and the cool thing about fort worth too is such a tight-knit community here Uh is that in I was in Phoenix and I was in LA, I was in Denver and finally made my way back here. But it, it was weird because in LA, I didn't even know who my neighbors were. Yeah. Right. So now you kind of, everybody knows each other. This is the 13th largest city in America that doesn't even realize it is. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) but everybody knows each other, which is really kick ass. So that's especially in our little community of, Oh, for sure. Everybody knows each other. And I think, that's also some of the reasons why some of the Dallas people have wanted to open their second location over here. Maybe have not done it the correct way they or move couldn't. in and die. And yeah, they <laughs> move in and they're like, no, nah, you're not going to make it here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that sense of community that's still here. But I guess where I'm going is that it could start with family. It could start with yeah. your neighbor and it mm-hmm. could be just like, all right, let's try this thing. Let's do something. Yeah. And I think that that's something that my parents taught me is that, Hey, you're not going to live here forever better figure it out on your own go make money respect everybody and yeah go ahead and have a hobby just so you're not just sitting down and doing nothing yeah which 
brings me to another point is that I'm not going to let my kids do that. You know, <laughs> they, they have to all work at a restaurant at some point. They've all done that. That's just part of the deal. I feel, and I've said this for years, if you're going to eat out, if, if you're going to go to a restaurant, you should have to have a card that says you did six months, a year in food service so that you know how to treat the staff. My right? God, it's, isn't that, it's not that hard. But they learn, they learn so much. And my daughter works up in Norman at a bar restaurant uh-huh. during school. My son busts tables at, you know, at an Italian joint on yeah. the south side. I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, you know, we met some good people. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's kind of where it started. That is right? so awesome. But you, <laughs> you kind of have to instill that. Not everybody has kids. Not everybody has to do all this stuff. But what I'm saying is that, it is something maybe that my parents taught me. Yeah. It's like, you got to figure this out. So you, you literally go. had that conversation with your kids. Like, you are going to yeah. work in food service. Everybody knows it. That Everybody. Is so funny. Well, and, it's awesome. And, but the funny thing is, is <laughs> they can make some good money. Yeah. If, yeah. They're, if they find the right spot. But right. They, they may not do it forever. I yeah. Know they, don't yeah. Know, they don't know what they're going to do forever. But, I, but you I, want them to have that exposure. You have. That's re- so cool. But you also <laughs> get that bit of respect in... I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. It's just not how it was given to me. <laughs> so back to your question. Yeah. So I grew up in Phoenix and I went to school in Denver. I, I worked at a, a weekly newspaper there um, with a lot of good people and really smart people. I worked at a brewery on the side. Um, and so you just, you jumped right into it. Yeah. You know what? I started out as a designer and artist. Okay. And, and so I found out you couldn't really do make a lot of money doing that right and so i kind of got into the business side but i was a runner i mean the the woman i married i was collecting her checks at the that's she was a salesperson i was a runner a long-haired kid i'm like all right this is how i'm gonna make it but (laughs) it it kind of grew and i just grew with the companies over time and then this opportunity to move to fort worth came up from my brother and i was like this is weird but let's try it yeah and it was funny when I first got here, I was looking for a house to live in or an area. And, and I pull up to this gas station. This is before, you know, I mean, I guess just as cell phones were around. And uh, there's a guy with his dog on a motorcycle. The guy doesn't have his shirt on. And he's got like a little Texas flag in the back. But the dog is like sitting in the front. I'm like, so this like is Texas. The tank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so this is where I moved to? I'm like, it was literally that weird and like tumbleweeds. I'm like, there was not much back then. And right. it was only 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's remember what West 7th looked like? Yeah. Yeah. And what was really funny, and just to be clear, the dog was on the fuel tank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like riding <laughs> shotgun. So um, I want to say this was 2011. And you could go, because I, I used to do this to explore new areas that I hadn't been to before. It was fairly new. Yeah. But you could get on Google, you could drop the little man in the street, and you could go street view, and you could walk down the street by sliding your mouse forward. Oh, yeah. And I did that going down West 7th, um, just trying to kind of figure out something to do, or I don't know why I was exploring it. Um, but anyway, I'm walking across uh, West 7th on street view, and I, I cross Foch Street or Foch or yep. whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, before I got to Foch, it was just it was just warehouses. And this is 2011, and you can see the little uh, watermark mm-hmm. in, in the images, and it says 2011. And you crossed Foch, and it was, I think now it's 2015. And you, whenever you turned around, you could look back, and that was 2015. In between 2011 and 2015, all those warehouses, and you know, they weren't big warehouses. They mm. were small, old, old uh, downtown like garages and shops and things like that. But you could turn around and look 
back the direction down towards that messed up intersection. Yeah. And all the buildings were just brand new, revitalized and beautiful and shopping centers. And I mean, it just, it happened overnight. It happened overnight. And back then there was the, the whole Van Zant policy. That whole area was owned by the Van Zant family. Uh-huh. And they weren't allowing liquor license in that area to expand. So you had a few. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, obviously Fred's in their original location. Pop Safari Bar. Pop Safari. Terra. There was, and Black Dog moved over there. All those places were there. And then it just got out of control. And it got too much. Really fast. <laughs> and now is what we've got, right? Yeah. Where, just being honest, my kids don't go out on 7th Street since the incidents happen. Will that change? I don't know. And that's not for me to say. But I think that that era in time was run by a lot of good people. Uh And some of those people are still around. Some of those people are getting way old and tired. And I'm, this is back to our music situation, back to some art situation. It's like, you know, I don't want to get old and tired. I don't want to stop telling people to go out and support or going out in general. Yeah. You don't have to go out and get banged up like you did when you were 20. Right. But you can go out and still see and understand what's going on in your community. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. And it's hard on some businesses. Yeah. I know it is. And I know it's tough with the real estate getting the crazy prices that they are. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That it's it, it's tough to make the decision. But that, That's a big portion of it. We don't have to harp on it. But, yeah. you know, a gallon of milk, whatever, eggs, the the home alone uh, comparison. Did you see that this season? Mm-mm. They were saying, you know, if you were going to go into a grocery store in 1999 when Kevin McAllister was ringing up these items, it, it came out to like 25 bucks. And today, 2020, well, 2024 now. Yeah, yeah. The comparison was 2023. If you did that again in 2023, that same 23 dollar purchase that Kevin made would be 80 something dollars. And wow. it's like, yeah, well, a lot of that happened just in the last three four years. You yeah, know? it is true. And uh, so hyperinflation is is it is an issue it's hard for people to get out they don't have as much expendable income Mm -hmm. and that's another probably factor not as big as probably what people are thinking but true it's a factor it is and it (laughs) always it always will be so we had a a a condo not a condo but it an apartment with multiple levels on it down Mm -hmm. there uh just across from uh rodeo goat Okay. Uh, right before all the changes happened, you know, we lost Magnolia Motor Lounge, which has reopened since then, um, off of that 377 yeah. traffic circle. Um, Fred's, we lost Fred's down there off of 7th Street, and it's relocated off of Camp Bowie. Um, but just a lot of changes in that area. And it happened right as I got an apartment down there. So I was a little pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I moved down there to be around all that stuff. I'm sure. It, it just took off. And now, in my opinion, the only reason to ever go down to that district, that 7th Street district, on that side of the street, is uh, Kung Fu Saloon, because they've got these incredible hamburger egg rolls. That's it. Got it. <laughs> got to go. Well, you know, you're, you're, this is the same kind of story that I think is happening across the country. Oh, yeah. So I was in Denver for... Before, and I don't know if you know Denver very well, there was a Lodo area, and I worked this brewery, and our weekly paper was right there. And then Coors Field came in, and it just started getting crazy. Yeah, And it was the same thing that happened there that happened with West 7th. Now, I just got back from Denver a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and Denver has had a very similar to Portland and San Francisco and other. The homeless population has definitely changed things. Yep. This is not a time to talk about the, all the politics sure. or whatever. But that city has changed drastically, and it sucks. However, I go, you know, at 
three miles a different way or five miles that way. And there's new pockets yeah. and that's, what's going to happen here. Yeah. And I, and I think those areas, you can kind of see the infrastructure building in and around Fort Worth. Race street has always been this situation where sleeping giant. Well, everybody's like, why isn't race street working? Why isn't blue bonnet circle working? I'm like, I don't know the answers. It's just not the time yet, but there will be a time a boom. Yeah. And you know what? You don't want to be the guy that's doing it or gal who is the first one there. We've seen what happened to them. Yeah. And there, it's tough. But yeah. I see some of the stuff being built up and around there because it's probably affordable to build over there. Mm-hmm. That that might just be a little pocket to all watch out for. Yeah. And that's 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 me hoping. I think that's all of us hoping. But some of these other places, they just may not come back to the way they were before. Yeah, I I, I, know, I know you're right. It's happening all over the country. Yeah. And things, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode. There's uh, little pockets that, pop up it's like a breathing thing it it lives and breathes and changes and sometimes it's west seventh it's not downtown anymore but it might be later it's not west seventh anymore but it could be you know five years from now yeah right now it seems to be magnolia hospital district all that over there is really really hot and race street is something that it just doesn't even make sense because it's so cool there's so many great little spots right there uh, the post seems to be the only thing that's really keeping yep. it all together. Yep. But there's a restaurant, uh, maybe not right next to the post, but a couple down, that's changed hands five times in three years. So it's it, but it it's happening across the country. And Fort Worth is still, as far as I know, cost of living uh, versus um, income, probably the best place in the United States right now. It yeah, might only be sure. the 13th largest city, but I bet you the quality of life in Fort Worth is top three top five it's got to be well we've got to figure out it's it's still the fastest growing city in america and there's the proof and that's it Mm -hmm. i mean call it what it is now if people aren't happy about that back to the sundance square situation excuse me the the stockyard situation Mm -hmm. it is a it's going to grow but it's also you kind of want to you kind of want to know what's the cool thing to do and and we've tried our best and every single week uncover you know you had won a best of which i forgot to congratulate you on that uh, on. I've, I've won two of those oh now. two sorry about that <laughs> i should have brought you an award or a big uh yeah like, do, I, do we have I, one of those no, I, I, in the I, office yeah, i think it is back in the office <laughs> obviously that's not my job i don't i don't remember to deliver those things well, but if you find I the beer. 2023 one uh, i'll get that 22 uh, as well but that but i remember <laughs> us doing that best of and still doing that best of and it was always like to try and uncover the most unique places yeah right especially from our critics and Eddie is really good at and Anthony and all of our writers, but it's like, okay, I didn't know that place had the best tamale or that place has right. the best sushi or best happy hour and so on and so forth. And it's not influenced by the business by any means, trust me. But I always want to be surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't even know what the food review is next week. Right. I have no idea what that is. And not a lot of other media, which media can be influenced as we all know, uh is by the how many dollars are being spent. And so if it's legit and it's unique and it's local, that's what we do. And we try and continue to do that all the time. But it also is kind of a cool guide or a roadmap. Yeah. We have people that would go and like check each off, like each award, and they would go and drive to all the spots. I'm like, who does that? That's that takes a lot. It's excessive, yeah, and, it's inexpensive. It's ex- <laughs> it, 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 and expensive, but it is also, you know, it, some people are rabid like that. That's awesome. They want to know that cool shit, yeah. and if that's the case, then how do we 
continue to prime that pump a little bit. I'm always excited to see new ones because, I mean, the the uh, Best Five or whatever, whenever that comes out, most of those places I've been to, but every once in a while, every year, in fact, there, yep. there's going to be something on there that I don't recognize. Where's that? Who? What? Where? And I think, I think a lot of people are doing that now, which is awesome. more often because they want to hopefully support, mm-hmm. but you know, we don't need more places closing. We do need more places opening up Yeah, and, and it's more hard local places too. Yeah. Less papados, less chilies and more local. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've seen you out and about doing different stuff. Uh, most recently Magnolia motor lounge and pouring glory. I've caught you out there hanging mm-hmm. out. And uh, you do a really good job, whether you're uh, running a Friday on the green or the Fort Worth Weekly Annual Awards, uh, you get out there and you make yourself known. You, you, you're not walking around going, I'm Michael from the Fort Worth no, Weekly, but you, you go out to support is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> so um, I guess my question is, what, what, what's, what's your place? What, what's your hangout other than... Just making the rounds, because you do a good job of making the rounds. But what, what's Michael's spot? You know what, I, I've, since I've been here 20 years, a lot of these people are just my friends. Yeah. Right? And if I have a beer with them or just talk with them, and this goes from Autumn at Boiled Owl and Tarantula Tiki to Stefan over at Wishbone and Flint to Quincy at Fred's. I mean, I can name all these people that... Yeah, they we started as like business partners, or they were. Yeah. I was helping them promote something, but my car goes to them, uh-huh. and I don't really look at their menu. I ask them what what should I have? What's the cool, best what's, way to do it? But yeah. but there, <laughs> I I my car goes kind of. It's just on any given day, I'll be either in Arlington or Fort Worth, or you know, it, it, just running around in mid cities and seeing people I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, because. I'm not the guy who's going to the club. I'm not yeah. that guy who joins that stuff. It's just not my bag. Right. Most of the people that I've worked with, they're like friends of ours. And we've helped each other, right? We you know, get them to do collabs with somebody else. Or we tell our big brand sponsors, hey, this guy's got a good idea. We should support this. Mm-hmm. And, and I can help support it on the marketing front. Can you help them support it with your products or anything else? Because that's kind of where the good ideas started. And that's something that I I hope they see that friendship is not just a transaction. Sure. I've never seen it that way. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a little sales in them. Everybody has to in this day and age, whether you're an artist, a musician, anything. But I never have looked at that yeah. as this way. I, mean, I look at it as like, hey, can I help you? Can I, can I, and maybe I'm helping you by just coming and saying hi because nobody else wants to give you the time of day. Yeah. But it's always been, I've got enough spots. I could list a hundred of them. Right. But I think it's my friends first. Yeah. You know, I just want to go and hang out. And once again, that dollar meant a lot more to me that day to give to them. Yeah. That's it. Typically, I would pin you down and be like okay now tell me which one but no, no. No, that was a great great response <laughs> I, so I we're, <laughs> right. uh and and uh before we go on i just want to let you know that uh it, without dropping any names you, you have a very uh, people speak highly of you in the community that's nice and, I and so that. uh just so our listeners know he's not just blowing smoke uh, <laughs> I, I know i know plenty of people that reference you by name and and just have nothing but nice things to say about you. Well, and I I appreciate that. I'm kind of always the guy behind the curtain. I don't yeah. want the attention. I don't, but I love seeing people 
you know, meet up and enjoy yeah. it. And, you know, once again, you've, you, you get that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'll pass it back to you. I mean, you're busting yeah. your ass out there just as much and it's going to take a village. Well, and you can't, it's, it's hard to get on the, uh, the recording once a week and tell people like go to the show <laughs> i'm <laughs> if sure your ass isn't there too <laughs> yeah it's tough. so i i try to make a a, a point to practice what i preach you know so uh, but these all. like you said these are my friends i'm not just going as a transaction these are these are my buddies and uh, yeah. i know that whenever i walk in the door and my friends see me uh the same way that whenever i'm throwing an event and somebody walks in um, when I see them, my face lights up, and theirs yeah. does too. And that's a really great feeling. Um, and you could compartmentalize all the different reasons that you go to these different things. But at the end of the day, it's what I enjoy. Yeah. And uh, I like being with my people. And like we mentioned earlier, you know, they, it's a tight-knit group. And uh, these people that keep coming out to these shows, these events, and uh, these small businesses, um, when we walk into a room, we know half of them. When, and I think that I think people I think people want that. Yeah. I think big business wants that. I, I watched a documentary. I watch documentaries like three o'clock every morning for some reason. <laughs> it's weird when I can't sleep. But I watched when Doug Renfro, who owns Renfro Salsa, tipped me off to this documentary, and it's uh, a documentary called The Donut King. You should watch it if you get a Sounds chance. Sounds familiar. I think I've scrolled past it. Anyway, it's a Cambodian refugee goes and opens up a couple of donut places. I won't give away too much. How funny. But long story short, he opens up a chain of them and brings more refugees in and sponsors those families. Really, oh. really, this is like in the 70s, mid-70s. Does this happened in California? Um, he, that's where he started those donut shops. I'm not, and I don't even like donuts. But what I'm saying is that this story got it's so well done that he brings all these people together. They open it up and Dunkin Donuts tries to come from Midwest and back East into California and they fail because everybody comes back and says, no, 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 we want to support these people. This is before the internet, Mm -hmm. before social media. And these people are like, no, 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 we don't want that big chain. We want to come and support these people because they're our friends. They know our kids. Uh And in that it's pretty wild that that was happening back then. It was all word of mouth. But after that documentary that morning, it was just two days ago, I went to the beignet place on, on Main Street. Uh-huh. I didn't think of a donut place, but my kids asked for that. And I was just talking to him. And I'm like, he's like, man, it's been rough. And I'm like, I need to be here more often. Just as you said, you can't always, you can't preach so much without doing a little bit. Right. And you can't be at every show. No, and I can't, and I can't, <laughs> can't buy every donut in town from every local vendor. <laughs> yeah, but if we can do a little bit, that would mean something. Sure, and take time to introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Take time to ask a question, yeah. and maybe those that person will become your friend, mm-hmm. and you'll that'll give you another reason to come back. Right. So it's a good one. Anyway, I've as got an oddly specific question. The yeah. I haven't seen this documentary yet. But yeah, yeah. Did uh, these refugees? You said Cambodia. Yeah. Did, did they sell all their donuts in pink boxes? Yes, that is it. I know a family that migrated from Cambodia to California and then moved their family from California to Abilene. They are Cambodian, and that is their story, exactly what you just said. And That's they, pretty well. They sell all their donuts in pink boxes, and it's the best damn donut I've ever had. Yeah, the pink box thing was like their <laughs> whole vibe. That you Like you said, word of mouth. If, yeah. you, if you showed up in Abilene, Texas to work or... Maybe you're going to church on Sunday and you had a box of donuts with you. 
you're not going to keep those donuts in that box if you show up with a pink one. <laughs> like they're going to disappear real fast. Right. Everybody knows that those are the best donuts in town. Yeah. Shout out to uh, AM Donuts in Abilene, Texas. Dom, <laughs> Dom family, my friends, my homies. There you go. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, All I need to watch that around. now. Now yeah. you do. Had no idea. So cool. Well, um, I try to keep these right around an hour, but before we burn off out of here, you came here today at, at my request, and I appreciate that so much. Thanks for the invite. But usually whenever people come on the show, they've got something that they want to promote, something they want to talk about, maybe a point they want to hit. Did we cover it in this episode? I think we covered it. Yeah. You know, it's it's timely that we're meeting on New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. And it's it made me think a lot about what I'm going to do for this new year. And some of it I've got kind of up my sleeve a little bit, yeah. or we do at the weekly. But some of it is, you know, personal, like mm-hmm. what, what do you do next? Right. And where's my car going to go after this? Mm-hmm. And so it, I think that a new year's resolution for all, everybody is to, you know, do whatever you got to do. I'm, I'm, I can't sit here and, and tell people that, but I think the way that you structure this thing, we covered all those bases, but it makes me think, and I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm not going to help you move a pile of firewood from one end of your yard to the other or <laughs> any kind of massive physical labor, but I want you to know, and I sincerely mean this, if you guys ever need any help yeah. uh, promoting an event or maybe you need an extra set of hands, uh, I know Johnny Govea has got the camera covered and a couple of your other badass photographers, but if you ever need somebody to just to, an extra set of hands, I'm, yeah. I'm there. So, And I mean that. Well, I'm not I, just saying it. I think that there's more that we could do together, and I've learned more about you, and it sounds like you've learned more about us oh, yeah. over the last year, but there's some good things that we could do, and I like some of the ideas that we touched on. So yeah. please keep me in mind on some of that stuff too. And, and to our friends at the Fort Worth Weekly, um, I, this might not even be something that I should mention, uh, but I feel like I need to, so I'm going to. Um, I want to say maybe a year ago, after the Fort Worth Weekly did their annual award show, mm-hmm. I was catching a little bit of negativity from different people in the community for one reason or another. Yeah. But as it sits here today, right now, I can tell you that I have heard nothing but compliments and love and support for you guys. Thanks. Um, what, whatever was in the water, <laughs> whatever was causing that bad vibe, um, which I feel like was largely um, undeserved, uh, it's turned. And and after this last this last music award, yeah. which was, I've got two shows that I've seen in Fort Worth that are at my my top two, and this last music award, um, twenty twenty three, um, was one of my top two shows that I've seen in Fort Worth in my life. It was incredible. Good. I appreciate that, and I appreciate what you guys are doing so much. Um, and I just don't know. Who would fill that vacuum if you guys were not doing what you're doing on basically a skeleton crew? I can't believe you guys no. get as much done as you do. So thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, it's it's a labor of love, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that I don't think any of anybody in that office wants to stop doing. We had our Christmas party the other day, and it was just like, what's next? Let's keep going, keep going. We can't we can't sit back and think yeah. how cool that music awards was. Mm-hmm. We got to keep it fun and energetic well so. and and I, I told you this before we got on the recording i just finished a compilation video from 2023 and when i got done with that thing i went 
how the hell am I going to top that? <laughs> 2023 was such a badass year. It's good. I'm glad. And you, you had mentioned that earlier. <laughs> Congratulations. But you know what? 2024, it's here. and Let's do it. Let's It'll kick, be good. Let's kick its ass. Yeah. <laughs> let's kick its ass. <laughs> Thanks again for having me on. Absolutely. I do appreciate we'll, it. Andrew. We'll end it. That's a good note. Let's end it there. Um, can, Michael, can we get you back on the show sometime? I'd love to come back. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening this week. We're out of here. See you. A very sincere thank you to Michael for being on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Looking forward to uh, working with the Fort Worth Weekly staff in any way that we can. We had a bunch of good conversations before and after the recording. And, uh, you know, not just the Fort Worth Weekly, but anybody else that's out there trying to make a difference in our community. We want to help. We want to get involved. If you need an extra set of hands, we're here for it. Just uh, send us an email. Get a hold of us. Carrier Pigeon. Phone number if you got it. Whatever. Our email is media at fortworthroots.com, and we're always looking for interesting guests, and we're always trying to get connected with our community. So let us know if we can ever help you out. Uh, Again, Michael, thank you very much for being on the show, and we hope to get to see you guys and get you on the show in the near future. Go find yourself a copy of the Fort Worth Weekly at uh, reputable businesses all over the city of Fort Worth. Just look for them in the little bins next to the doorway, usually. All right, let's get into these sponsors. Woodpostmetalworks.com. Offer code PODCAST817 at checkout. Gets you 10% off. They specialize in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fence and gate repair, or installation, light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. Halkwalker Originals. Go to halkwalker.com. They offer a huge variety of unique and personalized gifts, also laser engraving to customize just about anything you can think of. Roofing Solutions by Darren Halk. These folks have been so good to us. The Halk family has taken care of the Fort Worth Roots podcast for a very long time. And uh, that's just kind of what they do. Their family's been taking care of their neighbors. Uh, the most valuable investment, their roofs on top of their houses. And before that, Darren's father took care of uh, the River Oaks community and greater Fort Worth area. He was a roofer too. But these are just stories. Go check it out yourself. You can find Roofing Solutions by Darren. Uh, excuse me. Roofing Solutions. Hauk.com is the website. Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk is the name of the company. Jesus. Uh, but go go do your research. Go look online. You'll find out that they've got uh, shining reviews and very high ratings. Some of the uh, best ratings in the entire uh, industry for the DFW area. So check it out. Do your own research. Don't just listen to some podcaster. But anyway, they're excellent. And uh, they can take care of you and your family too. Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk. Their phone number is 817-882-6520. What else we got? I have to flip through my notes here. I don't have all this stuff memorized. It sounds like I do, though. McFly's Pub, 6104 LTJG Barnett Road. A 1980s back-to-the-future-themed bar with a very impressive outdoor area and fire pit. Hang out and bring some friends. They got pool, darts, cornhole, jumbo, Jenga. They got live music all the time. Tommy Luke does a Tuesday night open mic that you should check out. Again, that's McFly's Pub. Body Machine Fitness, 2300 West 7th Street in Fort Worth. They offer a truly one-of-a-kind fitness experience. Your first class has already been paid for. Go to bodymachinefitness.com to schedule your first high-energy cardio strength group fitness class and best-in-industry trainers, cutting-edge audio and lighting system, show up early or stay after the class for the IR, sauna, and nutritious snacks in the lobby. Again, that's Body Machine Fitness. Pouring Glory, always something fun going on over there. They've got Weekly specials, monthly specials, all sorts of stuff. The menu's changing up all the time. So if you went in there a week ago, 
you probably haven't seen the full menu. It's always good. It's always excellent. Say hi to Scott when you get there, the owner. Great guy. Excellent food. Good vibe, good atmosphere. They do dog park Sundays, and I think they're now doing dog park Saturdays. They close up all the gates, and you can bring your fur babies out and just let them run wild. Socialize with other fur babies. It's a good time. Great ta- uh, great selection of beer on tap. Wonderful food. You're missing out. Pouring Glory, 1001 Bryan Avenue, Fort Worth, Texas. What else? You know we got Wavy Digital. Wavy Digital can take care of your social media and internet footprint. If uh, you have a business or if you are a artist, somebody that needs to get their brand out there, maybe you've been struggling with this, maybe you haven't been struggling, but you need to clear up some time. This is the person that can help you out. Go to Instagram, type in W-A-V-V-Y Digital, Wavy Digital. Our friend Gianna can give you a hand with that. Cowtown Nutrition, located at 5430 River Oaks Boulevard. They offer a healthy alternative to that compulsory fast food craving. You can also load up on your favorite Herbalife products and learn about their fitness groups that they hold on location at Cowtown Nutrition. Check them out on Instagram at Cowtown underscore nutrition. Crew wear that shirt, that 817 shirt I'm always wearing. Go to the Fort Worth Roots website, fortworthroots.com. Click on Trusted Sponsors. Scroll down to Crewware. And uh, once you click on that link, it will take you to the website. And you can find that 817 shirt. It's ready. It's there. All you got to do is go get it. All right. Is that all of them? Do we get all of our sponsors? Really? That's everybody. We are, of course, looking for more sponsors as we move into our uh, 2024 year. We have a music series that we're about to launch. It's going to go up in March. It's going to go through September. We're going to have a different band on a different stage every month up until September. And then all those artists are going to play on one stage at Pouring Glory. So it's going to be a good time. And if you would like to advertise on one of the best shows in DFW, you can email us, media at fortworthroots.com. We'd love to put your name on the banner. We'd love to have your... Uh, pamphlets, business cards, whatever, laid out on our sponsor tables at these events. And we'd love to tell people that you helped us support the local music community. So hit me up. Let me know you want to be part of the party. All right. One more time, Michael Newquest, thank you so much for being on the show. Fort Worth Weekly, we love what you do. And uh, to our listeners out there, thank you all so much. If you didn't hear me last week, Happy New Year. Let's have a badass 2024. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. See you.